What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. On November eighth, Raptors were still hanging around in Texas. They were in Dallas since Sunday to take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight, and in a game where they started off slow, looked like they had some trouble with paint penetration and with so much attention on Kyrie and Luka it led to a lot of open opportunities for Derek Jones Jr. led to a lot of open shots especially in the corners with the likes of Tim Hardaway, Josh Green. It seemed like the Raptors were really struggling as to how to set the tone tonight but they did not struggle too much offensively. OG got out to a quick start. Pascal got out to a quick start. And it ended up being infectious throughout the entire game. But the Raptors really clamped things up in the second quarter on. Where they essentially dominated the Mavericks with their defense. And that's not to say that they shut them down completely. But Luka went 11 for 26 from the field, 2 for 10 from 3. And Kyrie went 8 for 19 from the field and 3 for 7 from 3. A lot of that had to do with the defense of OG and Dennis Schroeder, who were an absolute nightmare for both Kyrie and Luka. And especially OG, who really looked like a defensive player of the year candidate, especially on the last couple of games. Not to mention that he's providing offense with absolutely stellar defense and and Dennis has been a beacon of consistency especially at the point of attack but it was Pascal stepping up and on a night where Scotty really struggled but impacted the game regardless he wasn't scoring the ball offensively but he's crashing the boards creating uh, transition opportunities finding people in the half court everything seemed to click well and a lot of it had to do with their defense feeding their offense and they bulldozed their way to a victory with stellar defense high percentage shots transition opportunities things that the raptors need to do well every single night is exactly what got the job done tonight 127 to 116 where the raptors shot 49 for 99 at just under 50 percent 11 for 36 from three at just under 31 percent and 18 for 27 from the free throw line at just under 67%. Not a number I'm very fond of. They continue to struggle at the free throw line. And as the season goes on, as you know, and I've said this for countless seasons, the Raptors have to make their free throws. The Mavericks shot 40 for 84 from the field at just under 48%, 17 for 41 from three at just under 42%, and 19 for 31 from the free throw line at 61%. Like I said, the Raptors bulldozed their way to a victory tonight. They did so with their defense. They crashed the glass tonight. They out-rebounded the Mavericks 50-38, to had 15 offensive rebounds. The assist numbers were just about on par, but a slight edge to the Raptors 27-25. to But to me, it was the steals that made all the difference tonight, 10-4 to in favor of the Raptors, which led to a lot of transition opportunities. Uh, points off turnovers were 14-11 to in favor of the Raptors. And the fast break, like I said, 15 to 6 and probably the most impressive stat of the night 72 points in the paint in favor of the Raptors to the Mavericks 40 the bully ball was alive and well they clamped up or at least they clogged up the paint I should say for the Mavericks but 
whenever they slowed the game down, got into their sets, used the screen and roll, found the mismatches for the most part, but more importantly, they they found a hot hand. And the hot hand tonight was Pascal Siakam. And when they would zero in on Pascal, OG got going. And when they zero on OG, Gary Trent got going, and so on and so forth. The Raptors did a very good job at distributing the ball and finding the hot hand for most of the night. And it's something that they struggled with in the early part of this season. But tonight, everything was clicking. Was it perfect? No. There were some laws. There were some lapses defensively. But over the last two games, the Raptors' defense, I don't have the exact numbers, but overall, I would say they're either top 10, at minimum top 15 in the league right now. And I think for a team that continues to struggle offensively, or at least getting into the offensive sets in the half court, You'll take wins like this, and if the Raptors can play stellar defense, be disruptive, force turnovers, and get those runouts, they're going to win more games than not. Because there's not too many teams in the league that can keep up with their length, with their athleticism, and aggression when driving into the paint. And considering that the Mavericks don't have a true center, the Raptors definitely took advantage. And... That's what the Raptors are going to have to do as everything continues to be a process as they continue to develop, stick to your strength, find the advantage, and make them pay. And they definitely did that tonight. Now let's get into the individual performances tonight. Pascal Siakam, redemption for Pascal. Uh, If you don't recall, Pascal was playing like top five Pascal, all NBA Pascal last season before he got to Dallas and the slippery floor in American Airlines Arena. I hope it's still called that. I'm not 100%. Let me confirm. Yep, still American Airlines Center, not Airlines Arena. American Airlines Center with their slippery floor in Dallas wasn't did not affect Pascal's game tonight. I was a little nervous because Pascal was playing at an MVP level. And then he got injured in Dallas. And then we have Scotty playing at an all-star level, superstar level. And I was concerned that he was going to get hurt. But thankfully, that mojo was cast aside. And Pascal was healthy from beginning to end. I, I don't think it's a secret that Pascal needs the ball in his hand to be successful. I'll tell you what's interesting about my proclamation about Pascal needing the ball to be in his hands to be successful he's only second to Scotty Barnes in the early parts of this season Scotty is sitting at just under 25 percent and Pascal is sitting around 22 and a half 22.6 percent usage so the usage is still pretty high I think what's ultra impressive or ultra interesting is Dennis's usage is sitting at uh, under 22 percent it definitely doesn't look that way But when the ball is in Pascal's hands, great things happen. Especially when he's able to get into the paint, slow the game down, find his touch, find his range in the early part of the game. It definitely sets him up for for long-term success throughout the game. And tonight, he didn't force it. He got the runouts found mismatches, got into the paint, finished through contact, didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but once he got into the paint, he was essentially money, and that's exactly where Pascal is going to make his living more times than not. 
despite his struggles in the early part of the season, especially on the offensive end, he continues to play stellar defense. And while it didn't lead to many opportunities for himself as an individual, but his effort on the defensive end, getting 12 rebounds and four offensive rebounds created opportunities for the team and he found success when the team was found finding success and that's exactly what you you want from one of your best players and one of your leaders of this team and I thought he was extremely patient and this is exactly the game that he needed now I know he had another seller game in, in the early part of the season and threw up a dud in the next game we got to stay patient everybody is learning especially pascal with the early success of scotty it's hard for pascal to emulate the same kind of success in seasons past but i think in a game where scotty struggled and scotty recognized that pascal was cooking he was able to defer and pascal uh, rewarded him for that trust and with that, with that great decision making to feed the hot hand, Pascal looked like Pascal of old, and I could not be happier for him. 31 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, on 15 for 25 shooting from the field. Like I said, 0 for 5 from 3, 1 for 4 from the free throw line. I think that's what's really impressive, that Pascal was not able to generate a lot of free throw opportunities, and he, he still broke the 30-point mark. Like I said, with all the great things that he did, Pascal was just spectacular tonight. Speaking of spectacular, OG Ananobi, looking like one of the best two-way players in the league. I know I said that in a previous pod, but continues to do so. Had the task of guarding, again, my early pick for MVP is Luka. Did a stellar job on him individually. Like I said, Luka shot 11 for 26 tonight. And OG had enough energy to give you 26 points on the offensive end he went three for eight from three was able to get into the paint like he normally does and he went five for six from the free throw line he had a nice possession where he pump fake baseline and it led to a wide open cockback jam for him baseline he had a nice screen and roll action with yakapurto where yak found him off the roll through the lob at the rim which was surprising for yak and finished the alley-oop with a dunk. OG stayed patient, recognized that whoever is on the wing more or less could not physically keep up with him, and he was a bruiser tonight. Not too many miscues on the offensive end when it came to dribbling, but as I've said many, many times, when OG has his mind made up, it's really hard to stop him, and he was on point tonight. 26 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, on 9 for 17 shooting from the field, 3 for 8 from 3, and again, 5 for 6 from the free throw line. Scotty, off night for him. The 20-point streak comes to an end, but his fingerprints are all over the game. He shot the mid-range well tonight, was able to get to the free throw line, was able to get out in transition, as well as grab 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks. For any young listeners that are looking for a type of player that you want to be scotty is a good place to start and especially this game when you are struggling what can you do to help your team win like fred van vliet said find your value what is your value and scotty found his value tonight he's gonna play great defense which he did he's gonna crash the glass which he did 
He's going to find his teammates, and he's going to play stellar defense, and it fed into his offense despite shooting 4 for 15 from the field. Solid game from Scotty, 14 points, 14 rebounds with a double-double, 6 for 8 from the free-throw line, 0 for 4 from 3, but like I said, found his advantages, took advantage of his size and his length with the smaller players on the Mavericks, and it led to easy opportunities despite his struggle. Jakob Pertl didn't even break 25 minutes tonight. He had his moments defensively, but again, the small ball lineup is where the Raptors found success, especially in the fourth quarter. It was Scotty at the five, OG, Gary, Malachi, and Boucher, and then Boucher was swapped out for Pascal, then Gary was swapped out for Otto Porter Jr., and and then eventually Malachi, who gave good minutes, and we'll get into that, for Dennis. And it was tremendous to still see that despite Yak's ability to stay on the floor tonight and to be uh, an effective part of the game, you had Scotty to back him up. But when he was on the floor, he did the little things. Like I said, he had, he had a nice screen and roll action with OG. He was uh, great at setting up uh, Dennis, create paint penetration he does the little things and he did that tonight but again you're seeing the Raptors kind of stray away from him like he'll start off the game but as the games go on it just becomes situational or matchup dependent and it's an interesting development but if he can be impactful whenever he's on the floor you will definitely take it four points six rebounds three assists Two steals on two for five shooting from the field and 0 for 1 from the free throw line. And Dennis Schroeder, not a big game offensively, but continues to play stellar defense, like I said. Didn't really force it tonight from the perimeter. He was absolutely blowing by Kyrie and Luka. And there aren't very strong defenders, so Dennis took advantage when it was available to him. And that's exactly what you want. Hunt down the advantage. If you have a weak defender and you have the explosiveness like Dennis Schroeder, it's more or less easy money, especially with no real big in the paint. 18 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block on a very efficient 7 for 13 shooting from the field. 1 for 4 from 3, but 3 for 4 from the free throw line. As we quickly get into the role players, Chris Boucher, nice to see him have a great game offensively. He was finishing outside. He was finishing inside. What was actually very impressive about Boucher's game tonight is that he was putting the ball on the floor and finishing at the rim. And it doesn't happen very often, but you will take it when it happens. 10 points, two rebounds, one block on a very efficient and perfect four for four from the field, one for three from the Three-point line and one for two from the free throw line. Otto Porter Jr. did not have an impact offensively, but definitely had an impact defensively. He was still a plus nine despite going goose egg on the offensive end. But three rebounds, one steal, you will take that, especially in 15 minutes with Otto Porter Jr. The fact that he's on the floor, you'll take it. And the fact that he'll be a threat to score from the perimeter, which gives the likes of Dennis, OG, Pascal, Scotty, space to operate inside the paint, you will take it. Malachi Flynn, also 15 minutes tonight, knocked down a couple of threes. I believe it's his highest output for the season on the offensive end, eight points, a two for two from the free throw line. 
This is exactly what Malachi can do in short minutes. He, he looked confident, competed on the defensive end, and wasn't always consistent, but at least he's competing. Eight points, four rebounds, four assists, and 15 minutes on two for five shooting for Malachi. You will take it. If he can do this and give Dennis a bit of a breather and you stagger him with starters like a Scotty, like a OG, it definitely would make things easier for Malachi rather than putting everything on his shoulders. You will take that from him. And Gary Trent Jr., nice to see him bounce back, look like himself, was getting into the passing lanes, was getting into the paint. He had a tough finish towards the end of the first quarter. Put the ball on the floor, put his head down, and he finished at the rim. And you can tell he was feeling himself because he was taking the step back threes, not hesitating when he was left open. He looked like himself. He looked comfortable. And hopefully it's a step in the right direction for Gary because he is too good to be struggling this bad. And hopefully he has made peace that this is his role for now. And if he can be efficient in 26 minutes, giving you 16 points, I think you'll be happy with the end result. 16 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal on 6 for 11 shooting from the field and 4 for 8 from the 3-point line. No free throws, but, you know, it's Gary. Gary's going to be living and dying on the perimeter. And last and definitely not least, Grady Dick. Not much of an impact tonight. But he was competing, was a little disrupted on the defensive end, nothing on the board for him. He did get one shot attempt in seven minutes, but he's finding ways to make his imprint outside of just scoring the basketball. But if you're greedy, you want to let that thing fly. And, you know, maybe there was hesitation because all the other guys were cooking and he didn't want to take away those opportunities, but... Grady can shoot that damn thing, and I think on a night where the Raptors shot just under 31% from three, you will welcome Grady Dick shooting any given night. With that victory, the Raptors are now 4-4 four and four on a two-game win streak. I know I hate saying those mini-game win streak, but they won back-to-back games, and you, you definitely find that encouraging, seeing how... The season started in the early parts. They've looked good the last couple of games. And they're going to need that same kind of effort. And the win streak is on the line against the Boston Celtics on Saturday. They have a couple days rest on Remembrance Day with a 7 p.m. tip. The Celtics, who lost a couple of games, they lost to the Timberwolves. They lost to the Sixers by three tonight. So they're looking to get back on track and... They look like a championship contender. So the Raptors are definitely going to have their hands full. But the Raptors have found success against teams that have the two-headed monsters. They took care of business against Dame Time and Giannis. They did so again with Kyrie and Luka tonight. And it seems like they found the success with guarding the team's two best players. Like I said, they're most likely a top 10 defense as of right now at minimum top 15 respectfully and the Raptors have something going now Porzingis is going to be a handful especially for Jakob Pertl but I imagine small ball Scotty will definitely be alive and well this game but I think for a Celtics team that 
drop the last two games like I previously mentioned, they're going to look to make an example out of the Raptors. And they can definitely do that. They have a lot of great shooting, a lot of spacing. They like to create transition opportunities. And the Raptors have done a great job defending both of those things. So I think it is simple. Defend a three and limit the transition opportunities and obviously take care of the basketball the Raptors are going to want to disrupt them in every capacity. So they're definitely going to have their hands full dealing with the likes of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and even Kristaps Porzingis, who looks absolutely stellar. You really can't argue with that. But spacing is going to be huge this game. And the Raptors are definitely going to have to be disciplined on the defensive end. So it's going to be interesting. The way that Scotty's been playing defense as of late, especially OG, but even Pascal, it seems like the Raptors have enough to keep up with the Boston Celtics, but we shall see. It's definitely not going to be an easy win, but you like that the Raptors are figuring things out, and hopefully they don't take it all for granted t- taking on a very good Boston Celtics team. And I'll leave it off there, folks. Thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. Also, I want to apologize if there was any background noise. We're getting work done in here, and there's something going on outside as well. So if there is any unnecessary background noise, I do apologize. We will definitely try to be better the next time out will be very very soon and until the next episode everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe good people peace